from the hip. Welcome everyone to From the Hip, Season 2, Episode 10, where we have unscripted conversations from a biblical worldview. I'm Adam Mabe. I'm here with Kayla Peterson and Robert Walker. Fellas, what's going on? Nothing much. Same here. Good. I Glad just went here. and tried to purchase kazoos. Kazoos for the yep. children's choir, I assume. Uh, not for the choir, but for uh, voice lessons. Although that would be fun for the children's choir. All right. So tell me where kazoos <laughs> fit in. Voice All right, lessons. here we go. Really, really fast. So kazoos make sound when there's vibration coming from, well, any source into it. You can't just blow into it. Right. It has to be some kind of vibration. So anyway, there's this thing in your mouth called a velum or a soft palate that you can actually control. It's how you make n, n sounds or if you sound really nasally, like people who sound really nasally or then people who, who sound not as nasally. It's because they control their velum. Wait, okay. didn't you say that was your larynx? No, no. <laughs> your larynx is in your throat. Didn't you say that, though, when, in our last podcast? No. You said yeah, you can that change the position. Oh, you can. You can change the position larynx. of your larynx, but then there's. But you can change the position of your tongue. You can change the position of your false vocal folds and your true vocal folds and your velum, which, <laughs> which it either shuts off air going to your nose or lets air in. So if you have only your velum all the way down, only air going... I love your face right now, Adam. <laughs> 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 only air going through your nose and you sing an mm sound the, and you put up the kazoo to your nose, it's going <laughs> to buzz, right? But the goal is is to be able to control it and not make it buzz when it's up to your nose. So, See, the more you talk, the more convinced <laughs> I am that you're making all this up. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, if only... I have a kazoo. I have my kazoo. Where is that? It's in, it's in here somewhere, I promise. Guy, I'll show it to well, you. I'll show it to you after we get done. This guy is... I'll believe it when I see it or hear it or whatever. Where is it? Do you hear it? There it is. There's my kazoo. I want you to blow that with your nose right now. <laughs> right now? Blow okay. your nose in the so kazoo. So here we go. Mm, mm, <laughs> see, so I've got kazoo up to my nose, and if I make an end sound, mm, it goes in. Now I can still get some sound. <laughs> this is the worst start to a podcast ever. I feel so bad for whoever's listening. I really hope this is not this anyone's right first experience yeah. with our podcast. <laughs> okay. It will be there. So, so then I can make it uh, like half Ooh. half kazoo, half not kazoo. Uh, see how it's coming out of my mouth or watch this is the moment this is the moment I can make the kazoo stop buzzing see and I made my velum go all the way up you know that's what I thought you did his, oh, his, velum, his velum must be all the way up when he does that you can play your kazoo with or without your nose. Yes. Who knew? So, uh, hey, guys, this is From the Hip. What's going on? Oh, not a lot. I can play the kazoo with my nose. <laughs> can you? That is not what I said. You were asking what was going on. That what was going on right before we started Look what the I can do. <laughs> 
Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we, we love each other. Oh, yeah, we do. We all three. We're just <laughs> one big... We're brothers that pick on each other. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what happens. So, anyway. Well, there you go. Thank you for that. So, that's what's going on. What's going on with you, Adam? <laughs> I'm very sad because I cannot play a kazoo with my nose. Really? No. Uh-huh. I've been trying. Well, Lacks the control 30 with his bucks. 30 bucks yeah. an hour. I can teach you. I, I just can't get my velum to do what I want it to do. <laughs> so whatever that means. No, I believe you. I, that All that sounds legit. I'm sure there's uh, technique behind everything yeah. that you just did. Because, you know, you listen to country, if you do, and a lot of them have like nasally sounds or even pop people, yeah. you know, they have this nasal sound. Well, you try to get rid of that. So you okay. have to see if there's actually any sound going through your nose. Gotcha. That's how you You know, I honestly this and I'm not I'm not making a joke here. Like I've I've often when I've heard myself sing feel like I'm making noise through mm. my nose mm. rather than like my voice. And uh and I've even heard, you know, singers on the radio sound nasally and yeah. I don't like that sound. Mm. It yeah. So I I I I know what you mean. All yeah. jokes aside, I, I think I know what you well, mean. Well, I bought twenty five kazoos on Amazon, so if you want one I can I can show you. Help help you help you get that sound out of your nose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hey. <laughs> Somebody walks in on me. Oh, nothing. So <laughs> studying scripture what were you here. Doing? <laughs> anyway, uh well uh, despite the first Five minutes or so of this. It has been actually exactly five minutes uh, uh, of this podcast. I actually have a, a fairly significant and serious issue mm-hmm. uh, that I want to talk about. So, uh, not long ago, Brooke and I were walking through the mall. We uh, we took the day as a family and we went to a park close to Cincinnati. Um, that's just kind of a real unique uh, park. They have it's it's in Blue Ash, really Blue Ash, Ohio, which is just outside of Cincinnati. Got this huge tower uh, that you can get up in and overlook the park. Mm-hmm. And then there's a kind of a natural side of the park that um, all the playground equipment is made of wood and and stuff like that. And then there's a more modern side of the park. Anyway, it's really cool. But uh, it started to rain, so we went into the mall. We found ourselves. Um, we parked outside of Macy's. So we walked through Macy's to get into the mall, and uh, if you don't know, um, June is Pride Month, uh, celebrating LGBTQ, the the LGBTQ Mm. community, and we saw a a sign that was promoting Pride Month, and Macy's had had this uh, promotion during Pride Month, you could take a certain percentage off or something like that um, as a celebration of Pride Month, and it just got me thinking, um, and this was... This was a it caused this issue caused a big hullabaloo a few years ago um, because many uh, businesses, well known businesses, had come out in support of the LGBTQ community, and uh, a lot of Christians were were upset about that and were calling for boycotts of these companies, and it just reminded me of that um, upheaval in in Christian circles, and I got to thinking. Uh, if if a if a certain company doesn't um, uphold biblical ideals or are in direct opposition to biblical ideals, um, at what point? Well, let me rephrase: Should Christians boycott or no longer support these companies? And at what point? If the answer to that is yes, at what point do we boycott uh, these these companies? So I, I have some thoughts. Uh, but I'm interested to hear what you all think. 
Yeah. Robert, if you've you thought through these issues. Uh, yeah. So my first thought was that I would make a distinction between personal conviction, my conscience, and choosing not to shop somewhere and a boycott. Because a boycott is effectively nonviolent coercion via an economic pressure. Pressure. You're trying to get a big group of people together and force a company, a group, someone to change their policy to align with yours. Whereas if, for example, there are certain TV shows I don't watch. Okay. But I don't go boycott, around telling boycott. other Christians, <laughs> if you're a real Christian or if you really love Jesus, then you will boycott this TV show. Mm. It's about my personal conscience and my conviction before God. Yeah. And I'll be able to stand before him and say, I have done as far as I can everything in accordance with your word. That's totally different from a boycott, though, because a boycott isn't so much about, at its core, about conforming to biblical standards, because I can do that without boycotting or making a, becoming part of a huge movement. Boycotting is saying, okay, Target, you have changed your bathroom policy. Now we want to force you via pressure to conform with our worldview, okay. which is problematic because, A, that feels... Not that different than if the government decided, okay, we're going to revoke tax, um, churches are tax, tax exempt. exempt, there we go, yeah. unless you conform to the LGBTQ agenda, unless you are totally pro-LGBTQ, you hire LGBTQ pastors, all these things. If you don't do this, we're revoking your tax exemption. Okay. That's not all that different functionally from the idea of a boycott. There's, there's differences, but right. there's a lot of crossover there. Um, so I would say if it's a personal conviction, yes, that's not boycotting though. Boycotting is getting together in a group and seeking to force someone to change by pressuring them. And that's especially problematic because in scripture, I don't see that anywhere when okay. it relates to the world. Okay. Um, First Corinthians five talks about Paul saying you need to have nothing to do with the sexually immoral. But then he clarifies and says, I'm not talking about the world. I'm not talking about the lost. I'm talking about believers that are living in sin. Because if you wanted to get away from all the sin in the world, you'd have to leave the world. Right. So I don't see as there's this principle. Sometimes I think Christians look at the world being the world and get conf uh, worked up, and it's like they're lost. Of course they're acting lost. Right. So I'm not saying boycotts are wrong, but I would tend to think that they're misguided as a general rule. Okay, so I've got a follow-up question, but before I ask that, I want to see what Caleb has to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad Robert went first. <laughs> uh, I haven't really thought much about this, um, but it's probably because I, I don't see myself ever starting a boycott or really getting getting super fired up with a boycott so much that I would actually post something on Facebook or talk about it in my conversations with just people. I mean, like... Yeah, I, I I agree with Robert that I will decide not to go somewhere on my own. And I guess when I talk with other people, I, I'll I'll say I'll say that I'm not ashamed of that. Right. But um, I feel like, especially so so yeah, I don't I don't see anything really inherently right or wrong about a boycott. But you have to think about what the consequences will be. I think one of the big consequences about boycotts that make me not want to be a part of them is almost a legalistic idea mm -hmm. of we're all boycotting this together. If you're not, mm -hmm. if you go to Target 
and you buy like a you know what is it Joanna Gaines you know item or something like that you're you're still in Target like I can't believe you would do that to yeah. us as a as Christians yeah. it's like uh, that's very silly right. and wrong so so that's like a consequence of it that I can see uh, and I, yeah I don't know so. Um, I pretty much agree with what Robert said. So much of this conversation is revolving around the issue of of the LGBTQ community because that was the example that I saw. That's probably the example that's front and center uh, in in most of these companies. Um, But would there ever be a scenario where it would be right for christians to to pull together and say we just we just cannot support this company anymore um mm-hmm. is that is is that yeah. a clear question yeah. am i being clear yeah so I, I would distinguish between because the issue with stuff like target or starbucks isn't that the product they are providing is inherently wrong it's that they have vocalized support for a worldview that we oppose mm-hmm. and so it's this on the other hand, I would never give money to Planned Parenthood. Sure. And I'm okay with the idea of par- or of Christians gathering together and saying Planned Parenthood kills hundreds of thousands, millions of babies every year. We boycott that. We will never knowingly give money to them. That's different, though, because the product, if we use the term product, they are providing is inherently immoral. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. As opposed to Target, which yeah. is just, we don't like their bathroom policy. We don't like the fact that they have expressed support for an LGBTQ lifestyle. Those are two different. And So I would say in the instance that the company or the organization is providing an immoral product, yeah. strip clubs. Those sorts of things. Gotcha. That is a, a different issue. So that's a little closer to the distinction that, because I was looking into this issue, and this issue was, I mean, we were in the throes of this issue about five years ago. Uh, and John Piper, um, in, in his Desiring God ministry, he responded to this because of an ad that Burger King put out. Um, and and he he used uh, 2 Corinthians 10, which I'll get into here in a moment, um, to kind of... Uh, he, he kind of applied that to this issue, but basically this ad that Burger King put out, you know, Burger King sells hamburgers and he can go and, and he can enjoy a hamburger um, without considering, um, you know, who made the, the, the moral lifestyle of who made the hamburger or the manager of that particular restaurant that he bought the hamburger from or the, the higher echelon of leadership, the CEOs and the executives and the Burger King uh, company, he can he can eat his hamburger with a clear conscience, not uh, conscience, not considering any of those things. But this ad that Burger King put out, it was <clears throat> it was almost exactly five years ago. Uh, they were promoting something called the Rainbow Whopper, and the only thing that was different in this Whopper, the recipe was the same, all of the ingredients and the sauce that they put on it, all of it was the same, except it was wrapped in rainbow packaging. And the the statement that they were making from this um, commercial is that, and, and even the tagline at the end of the commercial is, we're all the same on the inside. So everybody was eating the hamburger, trying to figure out what was different about it, and the rapper said, we're all the same on the inside. Meaning being homosexual, heterosexual, LGBTQ, whatever it is, we're all the same on the inside. 
that's a powerful statement. And at the end of the commercial, you had a little girl who was hugging two women and saying, I love my two mommies. The problem that John Piper had with this um, commercial, and, and I'm in agreement with this, is that it was a direct assault on uh, the, the health of that child being in being raised in a in a homosexual family um that burger king was blatantly promoting uh this type of sin and so he tweeted out john piper tweeted out something like goodbye burger king and he he clarified i remember this actually he clarified it wasn't a it wasn't a call to boycott yeah it was just he could no longer now that uh he knew some of the motivations behind Burger King, he could no longer in good conscience conscience uh, support that um, support that company. So when he's sitting and eating a burger not knowing that that's Burger King's stance, uh, he would have he would have applied First Corinthians ten twenty seven. If some unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, eat whatever's put before you without raising any questions of conscience. But as soon as Burger King, made that clear about their position on this issue, it was as if they were whispering, this this meal, this meat has been sacrificed to idols, and now there's sin attached to this meal, and he could no longer in good conscience uh, par- participate in eating um, that meal. So uh, I guess... I guess for him, and I'm still thinking through this issue too. But I guess for him, there was a there was a step up in the degree of the support mm-hmm. of that yeah. of that issue that couldn't that, that allowed him to no longer be able to to participate in supporting mm-hmm. supporting Burger King. Did you have something no. to add? No, okay. I was just no. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting. I I was not aware of that, which just shows to show you how dialed in I was to what was going on five years ago. <laughs> I have no recollection of that. Um, and w- as soon as you said that, um, I wouldn't necessarily have taken the approach he took, but but I would have been totally on board with the idea of I would never have gotten, was it a rainbow whopper? Yeah. Because that is directly supporting via purchasing that. Yeah. Um, so what about like a store that's going to give you 20% off of everything you buy? Because of Pride Month? Pride Month. I would personally abstain from shopping there during Pride Month. Yeah. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't start a petition for people to sign and let's all get together and not shop there. Yeah. Um, But that's, yeah, personal conviction. I wouldn't require that of others. My my biggest, um, I guess my biggest thought in just, and we just simply walked through Macy's. We didn't stop and shop or anything like that. Uh, I guess my biggest thought was just that I had my children with me, and and they're they're not going to understand the significance of a rainbow right now. I mean, to them, and and I praise the Lord for this. When they see rainbow, they're thinking that the prom- they're thinking of the promise that the Lord mm-hmm. made Noah, mm-hmm. um, because that's just the environment that they've been raised in, um, and so they're not they're not understanding what Pride Month is or or whatnot. Uh, but I I was just concerned because this lifestyle is being glorified. Um, and and exalted in the public sphere, uh, and my my kids are are watching it happen, and there's just this normalcy given to it now. Um, that's that's obviously not the biblical norm, which we want our kids to to grow and and follow the biblical norm of the way God has the way God has patterned 
life. Uh, so that's that's kind of an aside from whether or not we should support these businesses to just I was lamenting that this is the norm that I'm raising my children in. Um, uh, but it, it requires us to be wise, especially as parents and, and how to approach these things. Yeah. So. And I think that does, I think that does motivate a lot of people. Like I don't sit lying awake at night. Well, you don't sit and lie down at the same time, but I don't lie awake at night concerned deeply <laughs> about our culture is heading down a path that is sending a lot of unbiblical worldviews. And I'm, now, there's not pride here, but I'm not as much concerned about me being confused by them as I am Esther, my yeah. daughter. Because yeah. she's going to grow up in a culture where not only is it um, considered good and acceptable, it's considered ba- you're a bigot if you do not fall in line. Mm-hmm. So she's going to have to walk through high school, for example, in a very different environment than I would have if I wasn't homeschooled. Right. So that concern is very real. Um, at the same time, I also like to think about the early church because the early church grew up in a culture that was diametrically opposed to them. Um, our culture's taken a lot of bad turns in the last two decades. But everywhere they went <clears throat> was sin. They couldn't get away from it. Um, it was just, They were the minority, and they were fine because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Mm-hmm. So I think that concern is good. But sometimes I think Christians have this mentality of if we don't fight the culture war, all is lost, and that's yeah. not a biblical perspective. Yeah. We don't we don't want to we don't want to villainize the LGBTQ community mm, yeah, either. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, um, through we we gave the students an opportunity to uh, anonymously ask questions, and one student texted me, and. Uh, and this was this was happening on a Sunday morning, and one student texted me, "How how do we respond to someone who uh, who participates in Pride Month, who celebrates Pride Month?" And uh, I, I wanted to be very careful because my temptation was to just go automatically respond to uh, the the sinfulness of um, of homosexuality. Uh, but but I also wanted to be careful not to villainize uh, that community, and so th- the way I responded was in in two ways. One that I mean, there's not there's not a single person on this earth that God does not love, and and that includes the LGBTQ community. However, there's also not a single person on this earth uh, who is not sinful and. Uh, it doesn't deserve eternity apart from from the Lord outside of Christ, and so uh, the LGBTQ LGBTQ community needs Christ just as much as anybody else. Um, he offers salvation to them just as much as he does uh, to any other uh, community or uh, or demographic or subgroup or whatever you want to call it. Um, he offers salvation to them as well, and. Uh, the scripture calls them to repent and turn to Christ. And uh, I, I think it's important not to, to villainize because I, I think the Christian church has, has harmed the LGBT community by distinguishing them um, in, a, in a different category than those who struggle with different sins. Uh, we, we welcome the, the liar and we welcome the, the drug addict and we welcome um, 
the the alcoholic, but LGBTQ. That's historically that's been in a different different category. And oh, no, stay away. And I think uh, not. Not I don't want to put that umbrella over every believer, but I've seen that a lot in Christian circles, and it it saddens me. Mm-hmm. I think that in my mind that's really good. It circles back also to just. If you boycott, you have to be very careful to communicate not just what you're against, but what you're for. Um, because boycotting, by its very nature, is negative. Mm-hmm. We're against this. We're against you doing this policy with your bathroom. But if we stop there, then all we are is fighting against something. There's no love in that. There's no desire. Because at the core of the Christian worldview is not, well, L- homosexuality is sinful, God hates sinners, we hate sinners, so we're going to attack all the sinners. The gospel is, all you just said it, all of sin, God loves everyone, and he's made a way through his son to be forgiven. So right. we do this not out of this angry, vindictive, how dare you change my culture. It's, it, should be, it should be motivated out of a love that says this is not what is best for you. God has mm, yeah. a better plan for all of our lives. I am just as much as a sinner than, as you. I need Jesus just as much as you do, day by day by day. But this sort of behavior, this lifestyle is self-destructive. But that's not what we communicate when we boycott. Yeah. Good. That's concerning as well. Good. Good. Uh, well, I mean, this is this is something um, important to to consider, especially as we navigate the world in in uh, in in these issues and trying to live holy lives and and to a degree stay separate from the world, but also we're we're in it, and that's good that we're in it. We're supposed to influence culture, and uh, but but it's tough. It's tough to navigate these things, so it it does us well to. To think about that, um, but yeah, great. Any other thoughts? Things that you want to add? No. Goodbye, Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Burger King. Uh, so you know, I, I think it, it can be a personal issue and uh, something that if if your conscience doesn't um, allow you to participate in anything, I mean. Romans says if if you don't anything not done out of faith is sin and so uh if if you're not certain that you can participate without being sinful then mm-hmm. it's safe just not to not to participate but on the other hand we also can't uh I mean 1 Corinthians 10 also says uh you know um why should I Paul says why should my freedom be judged by another man's conscience uh I mean we we have we have freedom in Christ mm-hmm. uh to yeah. uh, to enjoy the world to a degree. I mean, God gave us so many good gifts in the world, uh, hamburgers included, and uh, uh, and and we can we can enjoy those things with a clear conscience um, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Some things are clearly sinful, but uh, so yeah. yeah. Well, All right. <laughs> one last thought. Yeah. Reading through these Twitter replies to um, to that post by John Piper five years ago is. Uh, is is quite the quite the task, but there's one that I just want to read that I think is a very good conclusion. It says, "God is most glorified in you 
when you were most satisfied in Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So that anyway, person won the internet that, that day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. When all else fails, go to Chick Fil A. Yeah. I mean, the guy's name is the Super Theologian. So <laughs> clearly, he must be trustworthy. <laughs> be good. Uh, so, so, there you go. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something, to, or did you stop for, yourself? For some, well, no, for some reason, I thought of the, how we started this episode, and I was like, how could we point back to that? And I was like, tune in next time to hear all of us play kazoos with our noses. <laughs> well, you're going to have to you're gonna have to take a voice lesson in order to get your own kazoo from me. You're going to go buy your oh, own. Oh, so these are, so $30 an hour, and you get a free kazoo. You get a, Yeah, well, yeah, but you don't get a free kazoo unless... Is it free if you, you know. have to pay $30 to get it? I'm not sure. I'm yeah, always surprised yeah. when companies are like, pay $30 and you get a free, wait a second. <laughs> it was it was like $18 for 25 of them. They're a little right. under a dollar each. So I need to get 25 students and I'll pay. Kazoo that. prices, they're just outrageous. <laughs> they're just outrageous. Inflation I say we should man. boycott kazoos. <laughs> It's so unfortunate. There was, okay, never mind. Never mind. We, we should just end it. All right. All right. All right well, let's give a good, uh, good hearty from the hip. Who hasn't counted us off in a while? I don't know. Robert, why don't you count us off? Let's get Siri to count us off. I don't know if she can do that. Well, never mind. She could count to three. Can she? I mean, I'm sure she can. Okay, let's try it out. This would be really interesting. Oh, dear. <laughs> hey, Siri. Count to three. Well, she's not. Come on, saying Siri. Any words. The internet might be weird in here too. Hey Siri. Count to three. I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how simple of a of a request is that? Hey Siri. Count out loud to three. My internet is not working well. Well, well, that didn't work. Oh. Next time. Next All right. time. Robert, count us off. <laughs> starting with one, right? Because the yes. last time I did this, it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, starting Wait, with one. Starting with one. Three, two, one. No, one that's two, what I did before because I did a countdown and I oh, yelled at yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Who yelled at you? I not actually that. yelled at it. <laughs> <laughs> I got picked on. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. One, two, three. From, From the, the hip. hip.